Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to a special episode 247 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Saturday, August 6, 2022, uh, from Michigan International Speedway. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am not joined by my co-host, James Cush, today, uh, but I am here at the track to preview the Firekeepers Casino 400. I'm sitting in the media center right now. You can probably hear the ARCA cars in the background as they finish up their 200-miler here this afternoon at Michigan International Speedway. Had a chance this afternoon to talk to a bunch of the drivers uh, during their media availability uh, before and after qualifying this afternoon. Wanted to take some time and create a special episode here to share some of those conversations with you so you can get a chance to hear what was going on uh, in the media center here at Michigan International Speedway this weekend. We kick things off with Kevin Harvick. Uh, Harvick was asked to evaluate uh, what he felt during Saturday's practice here at Michigan International Speedway. Kevin, you've run great here in the past. What are your uh, expectations this weekend? I don't really have any. <laughs> you, you have expectations with this car. You uh, you get yourself in trouble. So, um, you know, you just go out and see what, how the race is and where you can run on the racetrack and kind of go from there. It's kind of trial and error at this point. Then things got interesting. Kevin Harvick has been vocal about the safety aspects of the next-gen car and the fact that drivers say they feel hits a lot more uh, than they used to in the old car. Bob Pockris asked him if Harvick thought the media was making too much noise about the issue. Um, I don't think you're making enough noise. It's never the it's never the first line item on the on the to-do list. So, you know, I, I can tell you from a driver, every time I hit something, it's a lot harsher than any hit that I took in any of the other cars. The only the only thing I can compare it to is hitting a concrete wall, com- compared to what it what it used to be. So, you know, I think. Um, you know that's that that's the issue it's not you know you look at the cars and they're like oh man they look great and that's the problem nothing flew off of it right you know that's that's the problem and all that all that energy is absorbed through the through you so it feels like you get hit by the hammer and you know the car survives but is that really what you want like you know you know what i mean so you know i think um yeah the cars are all together and that looks great but it doesn't feel great did if you get any uh any other conversations after your comments last week? I know you talked about wanting things to happen a lot sooner. Has anybody talked to you, or, or was this that was last week was just your chance to? Nobody's talked to me, so I'm finally just going to let. I just let, tell you what I think. Yeah. You know, I, I just tell you what I think, and you know, I think um, you know that's just that's just what I think. So the answer is no. Okay. The answer is no. But if you're so that's concerned, normal. would you not? They would listen to. Wouldn't you march into the hall, or I mean, you're Kevin Harvick. What's that going to do? You tell me. Nothing. <laughs> it's going to do absolutely nothing. That's, I mean, you know, that's, I have my opinions of, of what I think, and that's, that's really it. You have an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. It's not mine. It's not whether I would do it differently or not. It doesn't matter. It's not my situation. Next up, we have Ross Chastain. Chastain was asked what he thought of the new car so far at Michigan. It's indescribable, and it's it's okay after the first time. The first lap out's a little uh, ner- nervous, but uh, it's all okay until you break traction, and then it's not good. So basically, pucker factor zero. It is. It is. I've. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. And much drafting going. You get a toe off people here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely saw it with the 550 package uh, of years gone by, and I, I don't know what to expect here. Um, I'm, we'll be along for the ride. I, I had questions for my guys just before we walked out of the hallway. You know, what, 
what do they think lap time wise what do they think for drafting and packs and we don't really know so we're, we'll be out there experiencing it just like everybody else compared to all the tracks you've visited with this car so far which one do you think is most applicable to michigan uh, it reminds me of like kansas most what about it um just in our prep in our, our dil and sim work it just throttle time, uh, moving around on the track. You know, we're not going to be running the wall yet here. We're going to get there at Michigan one day, but um, like Kansas, we're running the, the, the top all the way to the bottom, and here we're running from the bottom seam up <coughs> in the spray. So um, just I think just um, this is just a bigger Kansas, and but narrower. Ross Chastain gets a lot of criticism for being bullish at Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway on the last restart, Chastain was penalized for taking the access lane in turn one. Since COVID, the drivers no longer have a driver's meeting before the race. Instead, the information is sent to them. Uh, he was asked whether something like that uh, would have been asked at a driver's meeting uh, if they were still being held in person. I'm not going to ask that. That's, the, that's for the more experienced guys to do that. I'm, I'm in listen mode when I'm in that group, um, whether it's driver council meetings or, or driver meetings it's I'm in listen mode and, and you know it's going to be a long time before I ever speak up why I just think those guys have earned that they've earned that that credit to be the ones to push NASCAR on things and to clarify things and I'm just here to absorb like I, I don't feel like I have the credit to do that yet and um, it just takes time when do you feel that will come you say down the line is there a championship, more race wins. I mean, what has to happen for you to feel that you have a voice in that garage like others do? I think it's, it's time. I don't think that it's um, specific. For me, I, in my opinion, it's not specific, you know, results-based things. It's I just need to be here longer, and I just don't feel like I've been here long enough to deserve that. And um, there's a lot of things that I am learning, and that's one thing I picked up on through trucks, mainly the truck series, was the older guys when I came in, they were the ones that stood up and, and were the voice. And um, I just don't feel like, I, you know, I, each series I've just about gotten where I felt comfortable to do it, and then I'm gone to the next one. And uh, I just feel like I, I need to earn that. Next up, let's talk to Austin Dillon. Dillon's had good runs at Michigan in the past. What do you think your chances this weekend? Um, it's been a good track for us in the past. We've showed a lot of speed here. Kind of one pretty good finish. Last year we had a lot of speed here and ended up making a crazy wreck there or getting in one. And then, uh, yeah, so I mean, I think feel pretty good. You know, RCR's been fast at the bigger tracks, ECR engines. Every time we come here, we want to show um, Chevrolet a, a good race. So uh, we're pumped up and ready to go. Austin Hill's making his first start in yep. the Cup Series this weekend. Has he reached out to you to, for any advice? He sat through my entire sim session and uh, I think the same with Tyler. So we were all in there together. Austin Hill watching and uh, working uh, together. So I think that was good and yeah, I'm excited for him. Next up it's poll winner Bubba Wallace. I had a chance to talk to him before he won the poll. He was asked about his performances at Kansas and Charlotte and whether those tracks are similar to Michigan. Yeah, no doubt. You can definitely apply all those tracks to here. Uh, this was just a lot smoother in those places and a little bit faster and a little bit bigger. I uh, had a good test here uh, a month or so ago and uh, really looking forward to See what we have on track today. It's hotter, so I don't think it'll be as as good as the test. You know, it's a little bit cooler, a little bit easier to drive. Um, but we've done uh, we've done a lot of good things over these last handful of months to get the speed in our uh, in our Toyotas to go out and compete and show that we can run up front. So looking forward to that. Um, 
last time this car was raced was uh, was Nashville, so should be pretty good. Martin Truex Jr. qualified seventh for Sunday's race. He talked with us after he finished his qualifying run. How do you like your chances on Sunday, Martin? Uh, I'm not sure yet, honestly. I think um, we had a decent practice. I thought our speed was pretty good. Our handling wasn't quite as good as our speed. So if we can get the car driving right, um, get it balanced right, it's going to be really fast. So you know, it gives you something to be excited about. Do you feel anything out there? I know it's not much practice, but do you think it's going to widen out at all? you think it's going to stay to be one, two lanes like it's been? Yeah, it's going to, I mean, it's Michigan. It's going to be, I mean, they sprayed that third lane and we'll get to using that and we'll use lane two and three mostly. Um, one is going to be an option, but it's always so difficult to use it because it's so flat down there. The Toyotas were fast in qualifying and practice on Saturday. Christopher Bell was next up in the media center to talk about his chances this weekend. Uh, I mean, hopefully compete for a win. I think that, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of speed. It seems like the, the high speed intermediates, two mile tracks are good for us. So I think, you know, we're, we're going to be competitive. Alex Bowman took his turn in the media center as well and talked about how important a win at MIS is for a manufacturer. This has been a Ford track the last few years, seven wins for Ford, um, the last seven races. Chevy's performed really well at this type of track lately. What do you think your chances are this weekend of getting a bow tie in victory lane? And do you guys put any extra emphasis with this being in Detroit's backyard? Yeah, I think being close to Detroit's uh, pretty important for a lot of reasons, you know, with Chevrolet and also allies. So um, doing all we can to, to get victory lane every week. But this is definitely a special one for, for Greg and manufacturer and the partner and, and everybody involved. Austin Sindrick had a strong qualifying run on Saturday. I asked him how much that would translate to Sunday. Uh, I certainly hope it does. You know, honestly, I was hoping we we were going to be a good race car and anything else was a bonus and certainly being you know, what looks like to be in the top five today to start tomorrow and have good pit selection certainly is, um, is pretty encouraging. Um, so see how, see how it goes for tomorrow. I think um, traffic and restarts are going to be pretty hard to handle. Um, and I think you're going to have to handle to do it but have the speed to be able to win. Ford's got seven wins in a row here. Um, they always put a big emphasis on Michigan. Did they do that again this, this year? Absolutely. I mean, you know coming into it, I mean, the big bosses are going to be here tomorrow and um, I, th I think we want to do everything we can to get them in victory lane. Just a few weeks away from the start of the playoffs, you obviously were the first driver to essentially lock yourself into that. How have you been preparing for those uh, throughout the season? Uh, I think one race at a time. I think there's so much you can learn as far as the team and um, your preparation and, and trying to be able to um, get the most out of the car, most out of the car on, on, on load and not, not making the wrong adjustments. So I think a lot of things like that are incredibly important um, but um, it seems so far away but yeah it's only a few weeks. Next up it was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was fresh off a run at the BC 39 USAC midget race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway dirt track earlier this week. Ricky how do you feel about your weekend here at Michigan? Uh, so far we've struggled a little bit trying to um, you know get the car to turn uh, talking to all the other drivers it kind of seems like everybody's fighting the same thing it's just uh, who's doing it uh, the least amount so um, we definitely got, you know, a lot of room for improvement. Uh, I felt like we made an improvement there for qualifying from, you know, where we were in race trim. So, uh, hopefully we can keep making adjustments and making it better. How'd you enjoy the BC 39 the other night? Yeah, the midget race was fun. Um, a lot of good cars. Uh, competition was tough. We had to work our way from the C to the A. So it was cool to transfer through both of those and, uh, you know, made a lot of laps. So it was a lot of fun, uh, really good turnout, cars and, and crowds. So um, 
Super cool event. Is it feeling like this place is aging at all yet? That's weird. You know, I watch old races from here, and then I think back to some of my old races I had here, and we were running, you know, from the very bottom to the very top, and, you know, now it's you're kind of relegated to kind of two lanes, uh, but they're right side by side, so it makes it uh, the racetrack a lot more narrow than, than what it looks like. Uh, but, um, you know, I feel like it's it's been about the same ever since we started. And that's it from Saturday at Michigan International Speedway. Bubba Wallace earned his first career pole Saturday and will lead the field to green in the Firekeepers Casino 400. Here is your starting lineup for Sunday's race. On the front row, Bubba Wallace and Christopher Bell will lead the field to green on Sunday. Kyle Busch and Joey Logano are third and fourth. Austin Sindrick and Tyler Reddick are next in row three, fifth and sixth. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Larson in seventh and eighth. And Denny Hamlin and Eric Jones round out the top ten. Ty Gibbs qualified 11th, still filling in for Kurt Busch, Noah Gregson 12th, Chase Elliott 13th, Michael McDowell 14th. Daniel Suarez and Kevin Harvick are in row number 8 in 15th and 16th place. Cole Custer and Eric Almarola are 17th and 18th, 19th is Chris Buescher, 20th is William Byron. Justin Haley qualified 21st, Ross Chastain will start outside in 22nd. Chase Briscoe qualified 23rd and Ryan Blaney qualified 24th. Ty Dillon will start 25th with Austin Dillon, his brother, on the outside in 26th position. Harrison Burton qualified 27th with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. starting in 28th. J.J. Yaley earned a 29th starting spot with Alex Bowman starting 30th. Austin Hill will start 31st on Sunday and Corey LaJoy will start 32nd. Brad Keselowski will start 33rd in the number 6 car and Cody Ware will start 34th. Josh Balicki qualified 35th, and B.J. McLeod qualified 36th. Todd Gillen will start at the tail of the field in 37th position. For updates from the race, follow me on Twitter at TSuperSpeedway. My co-host James Cush is not with me here at MIS this weekend, but he can be reached at James Cush on Twitter if you'd like to give him a follow as well. Our podcast is on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesuperspeedway. The website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find old episodes of the podcast, show notes, links to articles we discussed, past race coverage, photos, and more. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Wherever you found us today, we hope you subscribe and continue to listen. We'll be back later this week with our regular episode with all kinds of post-race coverage from Michigan International Speedway. Until then, everybody, let's go racing.